The following audio brought to you by TSF Entertainment Podcast may contain graphic descriptions of violence and or audio clips of violence or sexual explicit events. Listener's discretion is advised. What's good, TSF Entertainment Podcast fans? It's your boy, the Juggernaut of Souls, and we are back in this thing with the TSF family. Everybody introduce yourselves. Yo, what's up? It's Retro CG. Really BTV. It's Jack of Jordans. We in the building even when we outside, and yes, I have my cup today. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. So tonight, we are talking about uh, power. Book three, Raising Canaan, season one, episode five. Choose your battles. Great episode, guys. What y'all think? Excellent, excellent episode. Yeah, it was a really good episode. Spectacular. I agree. I agree. But again, why this nigga name got to be Mark? Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> Damn. We got a lot to talk about tonight. <laughs> we got a lot to talk about, Marvin. And unfortunately, you're going to be uh, a, a top, our going topic. <laughs> I'm a, right. I'm gonna be the target tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so the episode kicks off with uh, Kanan in the room getting dressed for the day, uh, and um, he's kind of like you know uh, trying to figure out what shoes he want to put on, matches Georgetown jersey. Or whatever he ended up going with the forces. Yes, the uptowns is what yep. they call them in New York. Yep, he went up, put the uptowns on. Um, so the- uh, he goes downstairs and gets ready. You know, I guess to go to school or whatever the case may be. And what do he find? Well, at first, let's go back to the shoes for a second because as he was lacing them up, he saw a spot of blood on the shoe. So mm-hmm. that kind of goes back to what you were saying last week, uh, DJ, about sloppiness. You know, like Marvin shouldn't have even sent him home with them clothes on. Mm-hmm. Nope, like, not at all. He shouldn't have been sent home with them clothes on and them nope. shoes and everything with evidence. But he gets a nap and he wipes the blood off and he looks at it. And I guess, you know, he's kind of thinking back to, uh, you know, what happened at the stash house. He get downstairs and Rock, she got the uh, shirt that he had on that he had stuffed up under the bed on the table. And she's pretty much like, yo, I've been sitting on this for a couple of days. You know, I found it, put it back, and, you know, just waiting to see if you're going to come to me and tell me what's up. And, you know, she's pissed. Right? Oh, yeah, she was hot. She was hot. So what y'all think about all that? Um, I I'm think she sat on it as long as she did because I thought she would have confronted him, you know, instantly about it. Yeah, I thought it was going to be an instant um confrontation when she found the shirt. I think personally, you know, it was a great beginning to how it started he woke up you know and it was just kind of like nonchalant like man let me get ready for school so 
you kind of seeing like these two egos that he had. He got up Saturday morning because this was Saturday school. And he just basically getting up, getting ready, you know, and then he had the whole um, juice thing going on. You got your stack, of, you got your line of shoes there, and he deciding which ones to put on and hit the mirror. Ah, nah, these ain't good. Then he grabbed the uptowns, threw those on. Like you said, he had the blood. I think it was dope. The beginning was dope. I think that Rock, you know, probably should have confronted him sooner. But, again, I think she's playing off the trust factor to see, you know, even though she know that's her family, who's going to come to me and tell me what? And I think that's what she pretty much was pissed about besides, tell, you know, he's in the life, but he didn't tell her. But now she knows, like, Oh shit, he's in the life. He's alive. This is not his blood. So what the hell is going on? And, and, well, I yeah. can appreciate oh go ahead. Go ahead, really be. No, I was just gonna say I can appreciate <clears throat> we were saying earlier that I can appreciate that they're not dragging this stuff on. Like she says, Hey, I waited a few days because I wanted right. to see if you would come clean. Like I can appreciate that they're not they don't have to make us relive every single scene because we already know what it is. Like we didn't need to see Marvin come up with the bullshit until you know Raquel what happened at the stash house like we know what happened we saw what happened fuck it you know what I mean so I can appreciate that right but did Marvin really tell she said something that kind of made me curious she said your uncle she said Marvin have already told me what happened so you can spare me the bullshit but see last episode he had said he had said that, you know, I'll take care of all this. Because remember, Kenny was like, uh, I'm going to be dead either way when my mom find out. He was like, she ain't going to find out shit. I'll take care of all this. We're going to clean this up. You know, we're going to get you home. She ain't going to know shit. So, right. of course, he had to tell her about the stash house getting hit. But, you know, he left out the, as they, as right. we get further on in the episode, we find out that he left out the small, well, what he thinks was the small details about Kenny being there. You know, he went and gave her his version of the story. But he didn't include the fact that Ken was there. So I and think, I think what... Raquel was just setting. I think Raquel was just trying to set him up to get him to admit it. Exactly. Like she said, I know you were there. Like I figured it out. And I think her saying, you know, your uncle already told me. I think that was her way of trying to see what Keenan would say. Right, was, right, right. I, think, yeah. I think it was just measuring the level of trust. You know, Look, you see, it is. You right, I, and that's what I yeah. and that's what I said. Like you know, Keenan pretty much came clean on everything, detail for detail, from. One second to twenty minutes. However long the the, the situation took. It was place. a lie, but <laughs> it was <laughs> he lied about it. But well, it, I wouldn't necessarily a... say it was a lie. It was more so just withholding the truth. You know, you didn't tell the full truth. You know, you told part of it. It's like you know, you told half of the story, but you didn't tell the most important part of the story. Yeah. Um. So we switched to the next scene. You got Detective Howard and um Bert. They're arriving at the crime scene, which is the old stash house. And um, we also see here where Marvin didn't do such a good job cleaning up the, the stash house. I mean, you left way too much evidence behind. I feel like if this was and key ev- and key evidence, DNA. Right. <laughs> you left DNA. Right. DNA. Exactly. You left exactly. DNA there. You left DNA there. I mean. You know, it it kind of takes me back to uh, uh, power when um, Tariq had killed Ray Ray, and you know, and uh, Ghost and Tommy they was in there instantly. The first thing they started doing was cleaning up the crime scene. You know, picking up the shell cases, and you know, mm-hmm. they needed to get rid of the rug with the blood and stuff on it. Like, 
you leave evidence that a murder took place. Yeah, true enough, you didn't leave the body behind, but you still left enough evidence to know that a murder took place here. Exactly. Right. right. Blood on the floor, throw up. I mean, come on. And then you left remnants behind that this was a stash house. So quite naturally, Detective Howard doesn't even need to look any further to know. You know, there's only two main main drug outfits here in the town, so we know right. it's not a unique <laughs> operation because you just rolled them up last week. So obviously, the next <laughs> process of elimination says, "Oh yeah, this is Raquel's old spot." Mm-hmm. Right. So Marvin did a very sloppy job uh, uh, cleaning up the crime scene. I don't feel like he had enough time because they said that the neighbors had called and reported a loud crash and gunfire, but yet they didn't see anything. So you know, I mean, he had a lot to get rid of too at the same time by himself. You know, he had to get rid of a body, his smashed up car. You know, clean out the rest of the uh, uh, stash house, get Kane home. So. Mommy was a little busy. Right, and I find it interesting that that's all the neighbors said was everything that went on. Like you said, they had a whole car crash and shootout in front of the house, and they were like, yeah, we just heard some noise. Yeah, we heard some noise. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right, we, we didn't see anything. We, we didn't, just see, heard, we didn't, we didn't see that that candy apple red Mercedes Benz in front of the house crashed up. No, we didn't see none of that. Hey, you but know then, how I go. We see but, nothing. But then it kind of goes back if you look at that era of time versus this era of time, when you were in a neighborhood that had that had violence, drugs, and everything like that, if you heard gunshots, you got the fuck on the floor. You didn't even go. Nowadays, people gonna go look, pop if them you, blinds, pop, pop them blinds, o- right? Pop them blinds open, and they looking out. They got their phone or whatever. Phone. Right? Yeah. They got their phone or whatever now or whatever. Back then, you heard gunshots, like like CG said. You either getting down, or if you did see some, hell, you a Stevie Wonder because you ain't want none of that recourse. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> nope. nope, not at all. Oh, I'm not saying that the neighbors did anything wrong. They were supposed to not say anything, but I just right. that that everything we saw, that's all they told the police. Like, yeah, somebody. <laughs> We heard a gunshot. <laughs> we heard a gun. We heard a gunshot in a car crash. That was all. <laughs> right, like, like, dude, straight up had ski mask and busted down the front door. Like, he, it was shot down the front door. Yeah, right, shot down the front door. Right, a whole lot happened. <laughs> a lot happened. So we get back to Raquel's house, and the brothers and Raquel they're over to her house. They're having breakfast, and you know they're kind of. Marvin is kind of uh, talking about uh, the stash house getting hit, and you know he's he's playing up how he took out all the uh, the people that was at the stash house that was robbing them and whatever, and he's exaggerating the details. You know, Raquel's like soldier boy. Her head. Yeah, <laughs> Raquel's just shaking her head like this dumb idiot right here, and basically, you know, she called him on his bullshit. She was like, "Oh yeah." Like, well, why you didn't tell me that Kane was there? You know, he instantly starts. Yeah, she said him. the uh, what she say. You didn't tell me the basic details. He said, I thought I told you the basic details. Like, what? <laughs> you didn't tell her her son was there. <laughs> right. Right. And she was like, that's not part of the basics. And then you instantly see Lulu look at him with, like, this disgusted, disappointed look on his face. And he's just like, like you, st- <laughs> you stupid, mom. <laughs> like, damn, mom. Yeah, you always Lulu, Lulu was hilarious. I mean, he was wrong, but hilarious all at the same time. Because the look he gave him was like, you dumb nigga. Like, <laughs> <laughs> But she pretty much confronted him about it. And um, 
even then, you know, he could have just went ahead and came clean about the whole situation. But, you know, she's frustrated at this point because now my brother is lying to me. My son is lying to me. She's like, I just ain't got the energy or the strength to deal with neither one of you with this right now. We right. got she about to go to war. Yeah. Right. She about to go. She's trying to deal with a war. She's trying to make sure she get, you know, she got hit with her sash. Like, she got a lot going on. Yeah, she got a lot going on. She ain't got time to sit here and, and deal with this internal bullshit. That's unnecessary. All this was just totally unnecessary. And even though we want to uh, put all the blame on Marvin, it really isn't his fault. It's more Kanan's fault than anything. But Marvin being the adult in the situation and being what he is in the organization didn't handle it the right way either. So, you know, she's just like, you know, telling um, Lulu about, you know, how he's always fucking up. And he 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 either just don't care what I have to say or he's not listening. Which one is it? You know? Right, Emma. He looked at him like you are stupid. <laughs> and you can see right here, Omar a combination of both. Irritated with Lulu because he was like, Lulu don't never really have his back. He's already, he's always on Raquel's side. You know, he's kind of always agreeing or co-signing. But yes, Raquel. man. Yeah, I wasn't. Yes, I wasn't gonna call him a yes man, but yeah, pretty much. <laughs> I think he just agreed with what's right. I, I that's where I want to. Yeah, he do. Yeah. He do. That's what but I want more towards. Yeah, more so than anything. Yeah. Right. And I think, and again, <clears throat> it goes back to what we got a glimpse of when they got into that argument. There's a history there where I feel like Lulu doesn't have any respect for Marvin. Or right. lost what respect he did have for him. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's part of I think that's part of what we're seeing is okay, he just doesn't have any respect. For for his brother, so or yeah, is it a bit of just sibling rivalry? Well, you know, well, I, I think it, I think I, it could be both, but I think more so when he was sitting at the table reading the um reading that studio magazine, he was just like my brother Marvin had Canaan in a stash house with a gun to his head, and he left. Mm-hmm. He kind of like he kind of right. right like chuckled and shook his head. You yeah. know, it's kind of like. You know, you just—he was uh, taunting him a little bit. He was kind of like, you know, patronizing him a little bit, like, mm. like, right. yeah, I know, I, I, I know what's what I did. You know, I don't need you to sit here and, um, you know, uh, put your spin on it, whatever. I don't need this right now. You know, right. I just got cussed out by my sister. You know, I, like I got shit on my head too. Like I don't need you sitting here, you know, uh, putting jumper cables on the situation. So. That that kind of irritated Marvin too, because he was like, "Damn, ain't nobody never got my back." Yeah. Right. And question, and you know, did y'all catch when she said, "And clean this shit up," because I always got to clean up behind your sloppy ass. Now, I kind of took that as low key as a subliminal, and mm-hmm. correct me if I'm wrong, because look how he left the fucking stash house. Yep. Yeah. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, so is it like, did y'all get the vibe when she said that, like, somebody had already told her that stash house had DNA all over the fucking place? Her son she probably fucking no vomit. One over there shit. She probably went over there and saw the shit. Or at the very least, know how Marvin operates and know that if all this went down, I'm quite sure that this is another mess that's going to come back on us or yeah, this is another it- problem. Yeah, it was probably literal and figuratively, you know, a, a, a big, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I agree. But yeah, there's a bit of dichotomy in this because at the end of the day, it's kind of like what me and you were talking about earlier, CP. Uh, you get what you pay for, so to speak. You know right. how Marvin operates. You know that uh, 
nine times out of ten, he's going to make a problem even a bigger problem. So, but yet you right. can't hold on him for support. <laughs> You can't get Marvin. You can't get Marvin ten dollars. Tell him spend a dollar and bring back nine. This motherfucker gonna bring you back eight seventy five. <laughs> yeah, but I think honestly, but I think I think Marvin is still around though because he is family. Like that's and the yeah, 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 that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I mean that's a testament to they 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 do still look out for their family. Like because for real, for real, Marvin Marvin's supposed to have been gone. I mean, I'm not even saying, like, I know that the stash house situation was not all on him, but like you said, the sloppiness and how he cleaned it up, you know, just even, like, other stuff, the fact that they don't even include him in the important shit, like, that just tells you that they they really just taking they care keep of him, him because he's family. Way. He's never yeah. part of the, the decision-making or the process. He's just kind of behind the scenes. And, you know, but that's, again, part of her own fault because she should never sit Marvin over there. I was about to say, they just need to decrease his workload. You know exactly. he has a specific... <laughs> For real. They just got to decrease it. They got a specific... This is all you do. Hey, that was that one was good. That one was good, Jack and Jordan. All you do is come in and whoop ass when I say whoop ass and where and I it. say whoop ass. He need that's to be, he need it. Have, he need to well, she did. Job. Well, he she did tell him that. Job. She did tell him that sitting at the table. She said, she said, don't, um, she said, she said, we about to go on offense, not war, but I want to know what uh, Neek is thinking. She said, and don't you do nothing. I'm already on that. So basically, she telling them like, "Nah, you you sit your ass still. You you fucking dead enough." That's all, right. all he need to do though. He just need to like when it's time to put in like the 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 heavy work. Yeah, that's what you do. That he need he need a a a job where he doesn't have to think at all. I know it sounds simple. Hey, go to the stash house. Simply move it over here. How hard could it possibly be, right? <laughs> she he gave him a a c g. She gave Marvin that uh dollar bill. All you do is spin records. That's all you do. <laughs> but all you need to do is just what you do. Marvin break his jaw. And then that's it. He breaks his jaw and then that's it. That's all he's good for. That's all you um, do. So we get to the uh the, the class, uh Canaan Saturday class with uh Symphony. And um, you know, he has a little project that he had to turn in, you know, we had to make a bridge. And, you know, him and Symphony are, you know, kind of having a conversation about the history of the bridge and, you know, why it was built. And, you know, Symphony is always putting knowledge on Kanan. And, you know, he's always teaching even when he's not teaching. You know, he's mm-hmm. passing knowledge on. Um, and then they kind of have a moment of uh, understanding is what I want to call. Because um, I don't necessarily want to say it was a truce. But I, I think in this moment, Kanan is how has now become comfortable with the fact that Symphony is going to be around, you know, you really like my mom. So, you know, I think they have a moment of understanding, you know, give them his number and says, yo, if you ever need me, call me. You know, I ain't trying to be your friend or anything like that, but you know, I'm around. If you need me, you I, know, I agree with that. I think up. it was I think it was a moment of understanding and a moment of position where they stand at in Rock's life. That I, I really you know, of course Kanan is her son, but I think it was like a reflection of position too. Like, hey, look, I'm only here for X, Y, Z. You know, you know this. I know this. Okay, yeah, I know you, her son. And that was pretty much that. I do like the commentary too, and that that Fifty is actually putting in there though. I do like that too. Oh, I'm I'm glad it's not consistent. 
Uh, yeah, you know, I, I said originally in the show that I wanted the narration to end after the first show, after he had introduced and um, set up the plot for all the uh, characters that we had met. But I'm glad it's not consistent. I'm, I'm glad it's not every scene, every episode. You know, is every once in a while he'll pop in, he'll kind of shed some backstory on the scene or the person in the scene. You know, right. kind of give us a little bit of backstory about the character. So that part, I I, I can accept that. I, I just didn't want it to be where he's totally narrating the show the whole time. It it would have just took away from the show. Mm -hmm. Um, instead of us learning the characters on our own, we're being told about the characters. So uh, it's, right. it's a good balance. It's a good balance. So um, I, I don't know where this is going to end. I don't know where this is going to end because he generally does seem to have uh, interest in her and, you know, Kanan's well-being and everything. He seems like he's a really good dude. So I don't think that he's here for nefarious reasons. I see a lot of comments um, online about him being an undercover cop and this and this and that. I don't I get that. Exactly, I don't either. I think this is exactly what we see him as. He's just a good dude. And, you know, he's trying to make the best of a, a situation. And one thing I like about his character so far is he hasn't gotten involved in their business. By now, he right. has to know. <laughs> right. By now, he has to know that they're in a life. Because, you know. No, he knew from the beginning. Remember when they met at the bar? He knew from the beginning who she was. Uh, yeah. Yeah. But so. he also said that he really didn't care. Like, before they. Right. You know, they had that conversation. He was just like, well, you know, I can't remember exactly what they said verbatim, but she was like, you know, my line of business, whatever, whatever, whatever. Yeah, and it was oh, yeah, like, it's not a problem. Right, yeah. yeah. And mm -hmm. it was like, it ain't a problem for you, it ain't a problem for me. And right. if, he, if he didn't know, Marvin told him, because Marvin told him to stay the fuck away from my sister. Remember and he that? practically told Marvin to fuck off. Right. Basically, <laughs> basically talking about I'll yeah, beat yeah. your what did he say? I'll beat your ass. He said, I, I, bet, what, I bet I bet you won't. I bet you won't. <laughs> I bet you won't. That was weak. You said <laughs> Marvin on his way. Yeah, he did. Fuck Speaking out of, of here. Marvin. Uh so next scene you got Marvin and Lulu leaving Raquel's house. And Marvin's kind of in his bag a little bit. Uh, because you know he makes a little comment as he's walking out the door. He's talking about y'all rocking all this secret shit and whatnot. And then, you know, that kind of opened the door for Lulu to kind of go in on him because he was like, uh, we spent all this time trying to get out of hood and here she is trying to take us back to the hood. And he just kind of looked at him like, you idiot. Uh, if you if you would have kept your secrets a little more close before, you, you wouldn't have did that bid in Elmira. And he was like, I got set up. And then he was like, yeah, but Marvin, what you doing now affects all of us. You know, it's, it's uh -huh. me and everybody else and we ain't trying to die or get killed or go to jail behind your bullshit. And so, you know, they kind of have a little words back and forth, but we learn a lot in, in the scene. We learn mm -hmm. a lot in the scene. Um, well, first we, we learned that uh, Marvin doesn't have respect for Lulu just as much as Lulu doesn't have respect for him. So I think it's a two-way factor because he, you know, he, he called me a fake-ass Quincy Jones type shit. You know, that was a low blow. And you know, Lulu kind of re replied. His rebuttal was a low blow. By well, um, yeah, what he said, he told Lulu. He said, "You uh, baby mother, fake well, ass." He told Lulu that uh, the only song you be hearing is uh, that Puerto Rican nigga fucking your bitch. Yeah, yeah. Crown Camacho, Crown Camacho. He said, "He said you're gonna be singing a song." He said, "He said you're gonna be singing a song about Crown Camacho fucking your bitch." Yep. Damn. But, right, but then he, but but his comeback was was equally as lethal. About yeah, his baby <laughs> about his like, baby mama leaving him for the NBA. For yeah. the NBA, nigga, right? 
and then getting passed around. And, and then, then getting passed around. around. Right. Right. So there's so a lot to unpack a with those comments. Yeah, we got so we found out that we found out that Marvin went to jail, which I don't I mean y'all might have known that, but I didn't know. Marvin went to jail. He seemed like we he found out a, a little times. bit about we found out a little bit about um Jukebox's mom, which we've been asking all season, where is she, what happened to her? So we found we still don't know if she's alive or dead or where she is, but we know a little bit about like that relationship and Marvin sound like he got his heart broken a little bit, or at least so we know. embarrassed. So we know she. So we know we know she a uh, a vixen from the from the nineties getting passed right. around by the yeah. NBA. I, 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 think comment, <laughs> I think that comment told us exactly where she is right now. She's ho hopping through the NBA right now. I think that's exactly what what that comment was for. You know. Okay. So again, we still not we don't have one hundred percent confirmation that she's alive or dead. I agree with you on that, CP. Uh, but I think that comment in itself leads us to believe that that's exactly what she's out. She's out. Uh, she's out here, you know, hopping from NBA player to NBA player, and Marvin probably got his heart broken. So this explains a way why he feels the way he feels uh, about women and affection and things like that. He's had his heart broken by her. So and- it could be that he, yeah, and it could be he has some resentment toward jukebox because. He don't, because of her, right? Because exactly. of her, you know, you know how parents, these single single parents, some single parents treat their kids because of who their parents are, you know. So yeah, that, 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 that can really that, so he's he doesn't have a uh 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 fairy tale life where he's raising a single uh, a child by himself or whatever the case may be. So he got left with this. He inherited right. this. You know, this was not what he wanted. Yeah, it sounds like that she probably like left the baby there, maybe. Again, you know, putting twenty on ten, maybe that's where we found out like why she was living with rocks for a while. Right. Maybe Especially maybe that's if why he was in was, jail. Right. Or while right, while right, Marvin was in jail. Yeah. 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 So, so they kind of put a story together without putting a story together. Without even having to dig too far into it. You know, they gave us just enough for us to interpret, you know. And you know, they start tussling because that's what it really was. It was a a tough uh, I still Lulu, think Marvin got the best of Lulu. Lulu <laughs> needs to learn how to have some squabbles. You don't lead into a fight, duck down, trying to rush the man. You're too far away from him. I think because it was his brother, that's why he did that. I think if and they was really didn't else, get. They gave body yeah, shots too. Yeah, I think if it was somebody else, there was the cops. There was respect. Different. I mean, if I it's my listen. <laughs> I love my brother. He listened. If he's if he listened to the podcast, he already know Big Bro would have punched him in his gut and gave him one to the head. <laughs> I'm just gonna be honest. If we gonna fight, we gonna fight. I love you, but we gonna do this. I I, I think it was more so just uh, Marvin asserting the fact that I am your big brother. So you know, stay in your place or whatever. Because I mean, both of them hit low. So I mean, yeah, they did. Of, yeah, both they of did. them deserve the hands. From each other, so both of them hit low. So I mean, it, it was nice to see the police roll through and then route roll them up and take them in, whatever. They was like, "Y'all don't make me get out this car," and, you know. They kind of, uh, you know, uh, broke up the little altercation or whatever, and they went their separate ways. And the over the in, over the intercom, <laughs> yeah. And of course, Marvin got to uh, be petty and, and and put a little dig in there still about oh he's getting ready to run off to uh, his 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 sister and get on the teddy. 
and whatever. And, you know, but so he, he's, but he said you're gonna be on the other one. Like you're gonna be on the other one, baby. Right. If I'm if I'm left, you right. But you see, Marvin don't we got him a new whip though. Marvin don't we got him a blue Mercedes now. Right. <laughs> you gotta re up. But, yeah, quick. But <laughs> another another question for you guys. Do that. With that scene after the fight, you know, because, hey, well, like you said, CG, it wasn't really a fight. It was just kind of like a little tussle. I throw you around, you throw me around or whatever, and then we go back to And then basically how the police came in and just said over the intercom, don't let us get out this car. I looked at that as one of the situations that the way uh, Symphony was talking to Kanan, like, they they don't want to be in this neighborhood. So it's just like, why would we get out this car, get hurt, or deal with these two motherfuckers? Let them kill each other. You know, I mean, it, what, am I reading too much into that? I think it was more so of a, this ain't too much of a big of a deal. Yeah, right. I if I gotta get, if I have to get out this car, it's really going to be a right. big deal. So break this shit up, because if I get out, it's going to be trouble. 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 <laughs> trouble. And they probably, and they probably know who they are. They probably that know who they are. Possibly, yeah. yeah. You know, this because this is in the neighborhood. So, you know, they probably know who they are and, and know that they're brothers or whatever. And, and Marvin's probably known for a hothead and like the fight because you remember he got rounded up at the fight at the club or whatever. So they probably know who they are or whatever. Like, yo, this ain't even worth our time right here. You know, break that shit up and go on about y'all business, you know. Nothing yeah, less, that's nothing what I got more. from it. I, I yeah. got like, bro, I don't even have the energy to get out and deal yeah, with y'all. For this. This like, and especially if they know them, it's like we know y'all brothers. Y'all gonna be friends tomorrow. Y'all gonna make like, and nobody got the energy for this shit. Like, yeah, break it up and for, move not on. For, not for this. <laughs> this ain't going right. right. They got the right. juice. Right. <laughs> they got the juice. You got the juice now. <laughs> the police just ride past you fighting. Right. So we at the doctor's office now, and Detective Howard is uh, meeting with his doctor. And we've learned here that he did contact some of the family members down south. We learned that they're in Montgomery, Alabama, and none of them were a match. Uh, he needs um, bone marrow. And so the doctor is pretty much telling him that, uh, okay, they're not a match. Uh, we need to look for someone else to be a possible. So at this point, he's going to the bank now for a potential donor match. And, um, you know, Detective Howard pretty much asked her, yo, is this some shit that I need to be getting my fair affairs in order? Or, you right. Know, like, uh, uh, how much long do I have? So. And she was like, if we can't get you a, a bone marrow, yeah, it could, yeah. <laughs> if we don't yeah, get it's going to send you out of here. <laughs> but he seems resolved with the fact of his condition. He doesn't seem to be uh, too pressed about it. Or maybe I'm reading a little bit no, he didn't that. seem. He didn't seem to. He seems very resolved because she. Told he him seemed like, smoking. yeah. He told him things that would prolong his condition from getting worse. You know, exercise, stop smoking, blah 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 blah. And he was the just nonchalant he about when it. When he leaves the office, is light up a cigarette. You know, so to me, he almost seems resolved with you know what's going to happen. And I think most people come to that realization when they find out that they have a terminal illness or an illness that can lead to loss of life, you know, and they've done everything they can or they uh, there's nothing that can be done for them. I mean, at some point you have to make peace with that and and treasure the time that you have left. So, yeah. I mean, what do y'all think his thoughts are? 
I think his thoughts is, you know, my days are numbered. Fuck it. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I mean, that's how I got it. I got it as, okay, so, because she didn't say, if you do all of these things, You'll live there's a possibility longer. you can live. It was yeah. just basically, it will live, help you live longer. So I guess in his mind, okay, six months a year, like, if I'm, a, if I'm dying, I'm dying. Like, basically, if I don't get a bone marrow, I'm going to die. So I can prolong it, but... You know, it's kind of like, you know, like you said, when somebody says you terminal, you got six months to live. That's usually when, you know, people be like, well, fuck it then. I'm going to do everything well I wanted you. to do. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I feel like that's kind of what it was like. OK, I stopped smoking. And then what? I still die in six months. I might right. as well just enjoy myself. Like, I think that's kind of the attitude, because if he checks all his family members and none of them are matched, then it's, I mean, what what more can he do? I agree. So we're now over at the bodega, and uh, the kids are all hanging out at the bodega. Well, they're not necessarily hanging out at the bodega. They probably just come through, get some snacks or whatever, and, you know, pass through. But in this, they kind of linger around, and they're having conversations or whatever. You see Famous over there looking at a Playboy magazine. You know, Jukebox and Canyon are kind of, like, uh, talking about the stash house or whatever, which I thought that wasn't the appropriate venue to have that conversation. Definitely wasn't. Even though they didn't start dropping names until famous big ass mouth got involved in the conversation, and you know, jukebox check him real quick, and she was like, "Yo, because like he, he was talking about how he's got to be about to be put on right now, how he's about to have all the uh, women on his dick and whatever." And she looking at him like, "You so stupid." She was like, <laughs> you know, and, and she reveals to them that she's lost her virginity. She knows how to please a woman. And, you know, and so, you know, Famous, this is where we learned that Famous is kind of like has a crush a on thing, Jukebox. Yeah, a thing, a, a thing, thing for Jukebox. Jukebox. Right. Am I the only one that think it's weird that they didn't catch on that she was talking about a woman? Uh, yeah, I thought so, too. Well, right, because he, Kanan knew, knew, but right. Famous knew. was like, wait. Somebody else hit that before me. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, but but I don't, famous, I don't I don't give famous a whole lot of credit for thinking outside of himself. Like even with this whole situation he with the studio and all right. that. So in his I don't mind, like famous he, character. Yeah, he was only thinking of how this affected him. I don't think he even paid attention to that part of it because she He's, even said he was like, "Well, how would you know that?" And she said, "Because I am a woman. Like yep. I know how you know. Like I because I am a woman." So. I just think it was all about because, like, even the way he started talking about her, and Kanan is looking at him like, "Yo, that's my cousin." Like, like, watch yourself, nigga. You know what I mean? Like, right? Because he really was coming at her like she was some hoe. Yeah, he was like, kind of idiot. Yeah, he was some, idiot. How, yeah. How dare you? Like, yeah. I was supposed to hit that first. Like, what? Yeah, kind of an arrogant <laughs> asshole. He's yeah, very like, arrogant. Yeah. yeah, like nobody owes you their ass. Like, you don't like what is <laughs> right. <laughs> that's what he was looking like. Well, he was like he, he was all shocked in there. I, I was supposed to hit that first. Like what? Like he like was really he, mad. Like, yeah, really like, he, like, like like he put in work and she owed back taxes or something. Get the fuck yeah. out of here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, so I'm not really a big fan of famous. Um, he's not gonna be around much longer. So <laughs> that I already know. <laughs> um, so you hear jukebox. Jukebox is kind of talking to Kanye, and um, she's like, "I know you might not want to hear this, but you might want to look at your girl." Right. Uh, your girl, she rolled with uh, uh, Buck Twenty. She was rolling with Buck Twenty. You know, she she's got ties to Unique's crew. She came through the stash house, and then famous stupid ass is going to come up and say, "Oh, you think Davina was the one who uh, who uh, who uh, dimed out Rock's stash house?" All loud in front of the store. Granted, they were the only ones in there, but you see the little lady at the front uh, counter 
the wife, and you see she all beat up and bruised up. So you just she don't got the, uh, domestic violence victim, right? Yeah, but she was she was following all that away. She was she was taking notes on every goddamn she thing sure that she was. said. She so. sure she absolutely was. And my thing is this: I I was pissed off about that a couple of times because I felt like they were, first of all, why does famous know about the stash house? Famous shouldn't even know nothing about it. That's right. Have, you know what I'm saying? Like that famous should know nothing about. The fact that the stash house got hit. That's number one. Number two, you're right. They should absolutely not be having this conversation in front of everybody. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, nobody else was at the store, but still, they should not be having this conversation at out in public. They shouldn't be, but they 15 and, and they 16. Like, even and, when Kanan rolled up, I mean, I know that's later on, but even when Kanan did what he did, I was like, and then in the, and middle the crazy of the part, the ironic part about it is the irony in it. You in the spot where your family knew business is at. <laughs> these your family is doing business with these folks. So you are giving you are talking about their business in front of these folks and knowing that well, not knowing, but your mom and your brother and your uncles and stuff, they don't even want these folks that far into their business. Right. And y'all still right. having a full conversation. I think that's gonna play into they I think that's gonna play into Rock's uh Oh, it absolutely favor. is. Rock's so favor though, because her, her that, I was gonna say that lady got that lady been beat up, and then her punk ass husband always trying to pull the shake down. You know, yeah, he's, I he's think trying to shake him down. Yeah, he. I think personally that's gonna play into her her favor. Yeah, yeah because another thing, another thing that I really don't like about this, I go say I really don't like, or which is a, 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 a head scratcher to me, is that Jubax had enough knowledge to be like. Hey, you know, check your girl, you know, Davina, because of what XYZ. But Kanan is so blinded by it that it, 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 it didn't even cross his head. It didn't even yeah. cross his mind. But right. that's what we're learning about Kanan. We're learning about Kanan. Him and Marvin are so much alike in that respect because both of them react off of their feelings and not think things through. Whereas Lulu is and Jukebox are more so, they're going to think things through methodically. And like, yo, we've been rocking all this time. You know, we ain't, we ain't never had no problems over the stash house. What changed? Oh, Kane and you came around. That's one thing that changed. Two, you had this whole bitch over here to the stash house. Okay. And Scrappy said something about, about it when he went to go talk to yep. her. Yep. Yep. So how you go... So how... It's I like, think that's why not, he figured. How does it not cross your? How does it not at least cross your mind? That could be a possibility, especially. I since think. I she think been it questioning, did. She been questioning you about the Buck Twenty death for a minute I, now. I one. think it, but I think it. I think it did cross his mind when Scrap when Scrappy mentioned it to him, it. like he dismissed it. But then again, Jukebox told him, like, "Hey, yeah, you know." Out the uh stash house, he I think it's a, one of them guilt trip issues. Like, oh no, Scrappy was the one told because he know Davina was over there. He probably told my mama. Well, it, it could be a little bit of part of that, and it also could be going back to what CP said. He is so enamored with this girl that he can't see past what he see for her. He can't see her as a threat. He can't see her as anything because in his mind. The whole issue with uh, Buck so he's not ready. Yeah, yeah, he's not ready to see it. He he's not ready to see it because he's sitting here lying to this girl, and 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 because she doesn't believe what he's saying, she keeps asking him about it, and that should be a clue to him right there that "Mm, I don't have control as much as I think I do. He on that ghost and Angie. 
Right. And for him to come at Tupac Box the way he did, he was filed for that. He was he was right. filed for that. Because you know, your cousin it she that's that's her job. She tried to put some knowledge in your motherfucking head, you dumb motherfucker. Because right. just like if she was trying to tell him about the drugs or whatever, you know, he brushed her off like she don't know what she's talking about. But obviously she's been around the family a lot more closer to how the family moves than he has. So she's seen things and know things. We've seen that she's seen things that he hasn't seen and know about. And yeah, that's she why she tried to tell him that, yo, the family. But what, what pissed me off when he made that comment to her is, what do you know about my family? And she looked at him like, your family is my family. Yeah, because Jubak is more like the she's more like to sit back and watch and she likes to soak up. She's up. Yeah, she's observing. And she don't get involved. Well, she always already, wants to be well, involved in something. He just want to go, well, go, she go, said go. Exactly. He wants to be involved in well, every fucking thing. Well, she said it in the previous episode. She was like, I don't want to be involved in shit my daddy got something to do with. Yep. And so he, she tells him, she's like, look, the family got secrets that you don't know about. Right. So listen to what mm-hmm. I'm trying to tell you. And he's like, well, I know your secrets. So I suggest you keep your mouth closed. I'm like, and CP, how she reacted? She feel, she wasn't feeling that, was she? <laughs> nah, not at all. Because again, you hitting below the belt. Like, I'm just trying to help you out. I'm just trying to put you up on game. And you're hitting below the belt. And again, Jukebox, for a couple of reasons, she probably is privy to more things. One, because she's older, but mm-hmm. two, again, I hate to beat up on Marvin, but I don't, you know, her dad probably said stuff around her mm-hmm. that he probably put it, whereas Rock is probably a lot more closed mouth around Kanan when he was growing up. Marvin probably was saying whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Like, they're probably exactly. Mar- yeah, he was, he was, was unfiltered. Thing, CP, I agree he wasn't that. filtered, she right. Marvin, so you know she's got to have exposure to a lot exactly. more than Kanan does. Yeah, exactly. I agree with that 100%. So for, and the fact that, and again, I mean, not to harbor on it, but the fact that nobody, like, we didn't see not one person, including Marvin, nobody was questioning Scrap. So there's got to be a reason why they didn't, it didn't even cross their mind that Scrap had, had dimed them out. It, it, I mean, even Marvin wasn't like, yo, I'm, I'm going to roll up on that nigga. Like, even Marvin was like, it was unique, and they we don't know how they found out, but they found out. So the fact that it goes back to what Jukebox was saying, like, yo, Scrappy is family. Like, he wouldn't do that. And you don't know the whole, like, you don't know everything. And he been in the family for so many years. Like, yo, he's part of the family. So think, dummy. <laughs> it's right, not right. somebody yeah. else. And then she, he, and the fact that he threatened her, she was like, I ain't fucking scared of you. I'm not scared of you. So you, you think that you, you holding leverage over me because I'm gay? Because I'm fucking around with a bitch? You think that, you think that that's supposed to intimidate me? Or whatever, like that was a low blow. Yeah, that was. But I also think that plays to Jukebox character and what Jukebox is going to be later on. Yeah, I I think I think it's an explosion. That's a ticking time bomb. It is, and we see that this ticking time. We see all that this episode. And famous old stupid ass come up out the store. He don't know what's (laughs) going on. Like, what's going on? You guys are beefing. And so he catches up with Jukebox and, you know, uh, he pretty much invites her to come hang out at the studio or whatever. She's like, fuck it, I ain't got nothing else to do. Because you got to think about her world is in a bit of an upheaval this episode because Mm -hmm. she stopped boosting. We -hmm. see what happens later on in the episode. So, you know, she she got time. So, you know, she goes out to the studio to hang out with him. And then we see uh, Raquel is at the Towers. You know, she's at the the public housing uh, spot that she had went and talked to the superintendent last week. And um, that shit know, like Marcy Projects. Yep. 
<laughs> she picked the apartment that she wanted, and they're they're actually meeting in the apartment that she wants. And uh, the uh, she pretty much like I want this one right here because um, I can look down and see the street and see everybody coming before they come. Y'all know she got the idea from Stripper. Yeah, that? I can see that. Yeah, definitely. remember the episode that mm-hmm. they were, uh, uh, outside on his balcony and they were talking about the towers and you know how the rich folk, uh, the rich white folk lived in the towers so they could look down on the poor people and see them coming before they get there. That mm-hmm. he planted that seed in her and she took that mm-hmm. and incorporated. Mm-hmm. But we said though in previous episodes, in previous episodes, she learns from she him. picks his head, yep. she picks his brain to learn. You know, to learn things that he knows that she can incorporate into her business. And we see that firsthand right here. We saw yeah. it firsthand right here because I think absolutely she, uh, that, that seed was planted by sympathy and she put that in the mm-hmm. motion for her business. Right. Oh my God, yeah. I'm out of ice. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> so, Carry on. <laughs> so the tenant comes home. The, the tenant comes home. He's like, what the hell y'all doing in my place? And he was like, oh, I don't know what y'all think y'all doing, but y'all ain't finna come take my spot from me or whatever. And then he started going off on the superintendent. Marvin's like, he do what I say, just like you, you gonna do what we say. And, you know, he started talking shit to Marvin. I was getting ready to go without even happening. We didn't even need the thing to happen for us to know what was getting ready to happen. Oh, yeah, it was go time. Yeah, Basically, it was go time. Yeah. And when he looked back and uh, looked at Rock, and she kind of nodded a little bit. I mean, he started wailing on dude, yo. Yeah, Marvin, it was go time. Marvin, 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 you ain't had to beat on that old man like that. Man, look, man. Yeah. <laughs> Why this nigga named Marvin? That's all I'm going to keep asking. I'm going to keep asking, like, if I ever meet 50. Why that nigga named Marvin? Huh? When she tell him to go get some air, and she send him in the superintendent away, she go talk to the dude. She's like, listen, this is your choice. You know, uh, either you can, either way, you know who I am. Either way, you know, I'm going to get this spot. You know that I'm going to get this spot. So, you know, the, the bigger question is how you going to come out on the end of it. Right, right. You want to go out the front door or the back door? Right. <laughs> yeah, because so, you see Marvin over there already beating on him and shit. <laughs> right. So, you know this wasn't going to end well for him. And she told him, like, listen, um, you know, and, and she didn't give it to him in that moment, but we know that she's going to give him some money for him, for his troubles or whatever. Oh, she yeah, going to send him away with some That money. brown envelope. Yep, she's going to give him one of them little envelopes, and that's it. Um, but here's my question for you, DJ. Do you think this is the apartment that uh, Breeze got killed in? Oh, that is a good question. Do you um, think this is the same apartment that 50 came back, in, or Kanan came back in power and killed the old lady in? I do think it's the same apartment that Kanan came back and killed the lady in power. That I do believe. The breeze thing, I ain't really sure yet. Well, it I is. Do because he told Tariq, uh, remember when they were all hanging out there in the apartment? Mm-hmm. Jukebox and the little crew, Ray Ray and them, they were all hanging out in one episode in the apartment. And um, I don't know if it was a conversation he had with Tariq or a conversation he had with Jukebox. That It was with Tariq because he told Tariq, this is the apartment that your daddy killed Breeze in because he showed him the bullet hole in the wall. He yeah, showed him the bullet hole yeah. behind the picture in the wall. So I'm... I'm my question is, is this the same apartment? It probably is the same apartment. It's probably definitely some type of connection in there. It's definitely as it's definitely the same apartment. It it, it I, I see the connection. I, I see the connection. It, it very well could be the the same one. And 
Um, because they're making out, such a big deal about it. They're making. Such we a would big definitely deal. find out when um, when when Breeze get there. We uh, they're making such a big deal about it because what it sounds like going forward, this is how their business is going to be ran out of these uh, uh, apartment. Uh, Which is smart. It kind of put me in. It kind of put me in. Like, I hate to make the connection between the two, but she's thinking more so like. Stringer Bell, you know what I'm saying? It's like we're not about to be worried about these corners. We're gonna yep. do this a different way, so we're not Exposed. out here fighting over these weak yeah. ass corners, you know, mm-hmm. anything like that. Like this is how we this is how we go to run our business. It's safer, you know, and and this is how and this is how we can get down, you know. Right, and right, it's right. smart. Like she like she's being like she's being a thinker. She ain't being a soldier right now. She she can go to soldier mode when she needs to, but right now she. Thinking about this shit as a businesswoman, this is what this is what makes sense right now. Right? I agree. She especially because especially because the, the shit mindset of Stringer Bell, yeah. Especially because the shit getting hot in the corners with the shit that Unique just pulled off. The, the corners is going to be hot. So now if they do it, well, she like told this, him. She told him because you remember when Marvin came back up and he was like, he finally got up the 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 gall to ask her what this was all about because mm-hmm. up until this moment he didn't know what the apartments were being used for. Right, right. So he was like, well, when are you and Kanan moving back in here? And she looked at him like you are an idiot. She's like, no, me and my son are not moving in here. This is where we're gonna. This is where we're gonna operate our business out of. Yeah. Like, well, what do we need the extra apartment under underneath for? She's like, because we're gonna put a secret suit in. We can throw the work down the chute to the other apartment if police ever come through here. Smart. Yeah, right. Smart. But the she fact also that did. Marvin but... even thought that they was moving back into the project just lets you know How Marvin's mindset is. is just yeah. not that bright. But right? she also but... right, and with her saying that, she also let it be known like. If I move, nigga, you would be the last one to know. <laughs> like, right. damn. Every chance they get, they give him a hard time. Every chance they get, and again, sometimes I just can't be mad at them about it. He brings it. He brings it on himself, but I, they play a role in it too because I think they give him, they give him more credit than they should. Some people are only good for this. Exactly. And just let them be good exactly. at what they're good at. Exactly. You can't. It's I understand I their families. Stop trying to bring him it's into that other fold. You know that he has. You know that he like the way he moves. You don't know like the way he does business and operate, but yet and still you, you put things on him um unattended at that. At the very least, you should have had Lulu with him to move the stash house because you know this is too tall of a task to give to Marvin. Right. He's muscle and that's it. He's he's the one that you call for the hit. That's right. it. You don't give him mm-hmm. all that extra shit or whatever. You can pay him whatever you're gonna but pay him because he's family. Him. She like, he said, don't give him that. Don't give him that. It's too many goddamn working moving parts. Just give him somebody got to yeah, beat up somebody. You, you, die, you the hit. <laughs> you the hit man. When it's time to put in work. But so he, by them by them throwing them shots, by them throwing them shots at him, you know, I think I think that, like, as a sibling, if that was happening to me, I would think that was relatively fucked up. And it's almost like he wanted to keep, it's almost like he probably feels though he got to prove himself that he's more than just that. Exactly. And she even tells him there, she's like, look, uh, you, uh, Unique can have these fucking corners. You know, we're going to run our business out of here. We're going to be out of sight, out of mind, less risk. Uh-huh. Yeah. And so, which is a smart move. So I, I, I think that that is probably one of the things that Kanan had to instantly get back. Uh, because, you know, at that time in power, you know, he was completely out of the game. So, you know, he was trying to get set back up to take over the organization again. You know, he was trying to get a crew together. 
right. you know, you try to get rid of Ghost and Tommy and having that apartment, it was like he was getting ready to pick up business just like they were doing back in 1996 or 92. 92 uh, yeah. So, uh, we see Kanan um, rush into the house all mad, swolled up with his chest all swolled up. He going to get his gap from under his bed. He still hadn't learned that ain't shit you can hide at home from a parent. <laughs> Ain't shit you can hide. Why would you have the pistol under the bed? Which you <laughs> shirt, which that's you the first shirt place that we're gonna. <laughs> that's the first place they gonna get that As a parent, that's the first place I'm going to look. We saw that with Marvin when he was shaking down jukebox room. He looked up under the bed. But then again, I had you know some magazines up under the bed. That that's acceptable for a teenager. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm talking about he had a whole gun up under the motherfucking bed. Like, yeah. like that's safekeeping. <laughs> Crazy. And see, right. And you see she confront them and they have a conversation again. And it's like he's still trying to pressure his mom into uh, folding him into the business. And, you know, she confronts him again. She's like, I spoke with your uncle, and, you know, he told me the same thing, but, you know, I don't really want to know what happened. She's like, I know enough to know that it wasn't nothing good. And she's like, so when I was pulling up, I seen you rushing in the house. What's up? And he's like, oh, I'm just coming to get some quarters to go to the pizza place. Uh, she she knew he was lying right then and there, which I thought she was going to kind of uh, double back around. And after she dropped him off at the arcade, because in that moment, she didn't seem like she believed what he was saying. And then, of course, I think she kind of got sidetracked when he started having a conversation about teach me how to cook. And she's like, oh, this nigga here. He just won't <laughs> give up. And this nigga just won't stop. This look on her face like, damn, this right. nigga here. He what did he say? won't give up. I already know how to fix spaghetti and meatballs. <laughs> right, because she was like, cook what? And he was like, I already know how to fix spaghetti and meatballs. That ain't what I'm talking about. I'm like, damn. But you know what? I don't think she necessarily got sidetracked. I think that's something that they just he just normally do anyway. You know, so I think he just I think she took it upon herself to just trust that that's what he was just about to get ready to go do. And she probably I, she was probably a, a bit of relieved that that's what he wanted to go do. And yeah, because I think it, I, I right. think I think I think if she really thought that she was that he was gonna do something else because that's her first priority that she would she's smart enough that she just would have stayed. Right. You know, or linger the back. Yeah, or, or she would have doubled back, you know, or something that she's smart enough. She just would have been like, "All right, yeah, let me keep an eye on her." But she tells him, she's like, "Look, let me think about this." She's like, "Listen, quit putting this on my head. Let me think about this for a minute. I'm gonna drop you off. Let me think about it. We'll talk about this later." And so uh, we see her uh, drop him off at the uh, arcade or at the pizza place, and um, you know they go their separate ways. But we also see down the road. Uh, uh, you got Bert and Detective Howard. You know they tailing her, or had been tailing her, or whatever the case may be. And you know they trying to figure out what's going on with the stash house. That you know uh, maybe if we tell her, she'll lead us to, you know what else, what what all happened over there at that stash house. But mm-hmm. in that moment when they seen him come right back out of the uh, pizza place after she had dropped him off, they were like, mm, he up to no good. Let's follow him instead. Right. And in his mind, what was he thinking in his mind that I'm gonna go confront Scrappy? Like you, he really, know that he really thinks that he, you was gonna ready to lick him. He, he really did. Like he really thought him. he really thought he was gonna confront Scrap. Like what did he think Scrap was gonna do? That's oh, I'm so I'm sorry. I, I flipped on the family. Like what did you think he was gonna say? Like, Man, yeah. it's just his chest is pumped up so much that he would have proved himself that he's ready for it. But again, he shows that he's so far from not being ready for it. And 
I just think that he's just trying to prove himself mm-hmm. because he's not because he he's not he's not thinking straight or he's not putting the much. I go say he's not thinking straight because say that scrappy could have did it. Say scrappy could have did it off of a moment. Scrappy could have like he he's he's very well could have been option B that probably could have you know said something. But even with that being said, it was like, well, why would Scrappy say something when this is his business too, and this is how we get? So it could have, so it could have been a lot. But I just think that he is not putting everything together before he reacts. No, because right. he came, you can see it all over his face when he walked around that corner with his face all swollen up, his and his nose all, all flared, yeah, and all this other type of shit, and this Patrick Ewing che- uh, jersey chest <laughs> a little bit more, and all this type of shit. It's like if you don't cop your high school ass now, try to confront this grown ass man. That's right, the shit kicked out of you. And again, and again, in broad daylight, in front of a group of people that don't have nothing to do with y'all business, and you're talking, talking about business. business, right? You know what I'm saying? And just like it did, like even some of his rationale, like I get the he called off work. He was like, and he got them new Jordans. The nigga get paid. Like you act like he don't have a job. Well. You know, it ain't a I legal saw the bread job, toes out there. I saw paid. the bread toes out there. Yeah, they screwed that up. They screwed that up. I saw that. I was Somebody like, some bread toes on. I was like, how they got bread toes on in the nineties? Come on, I'll man. I love my bread toes. I, Come I on, man. Yeah, they screwed that one up. Yeah, so I had the bread toes on, but that's fine. But yeah, Chris, uh, we talking about sneakers. Yeah, we talking I, about no, sneakers. I, I, I know what y'all talking about. Yeah, I know, I know, <laughs> yeah, I know y'all are talking about sneakers. You, you notice how I just got quiet? Like, yeah. I'm going to let them have it. And, and, and wait a minute, and breads, those are the black and white Jordans, right? Black and red. Black, black and red. I mean, black, yep. red, and white, right? Black, red, and white. Well, bread yep. is mostly black and red. Yeah, that's basically okay. what bread is the acronym for, bread. Yeah, right, bread black is and black and red. Okay, yeah. got it. Yep. See, yeah. I'm, I'm learning. Yeah, that's what I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> she gonna have a pair of breads one day. Yeah. We gonna get it out. Yeah, we, we gonna get it out. But Probably you see, not. Probably but, not. But go ahead. But you see, uh, uh, Scrappy didn't go to work on him too bad. You know, he roughed him up a little bit to let him know that, yo, I ain't the one to play with. Yeah, when he, he saw that blood, though. Ass. When he, he saw should've... that blood, though, Kanan got mad as hell when he, when he drew blood, though. He should have beat his ass. Yeah. He but for respect, respect, but for respect. But he told him that he said, "Listen, if you wasn't who you were, you been don't got to work out here." If he wasn't who he was, he, if, if he wasn't who he was, he probably would have been dead. Yeah, and so you see, uh, Detective Howard and his partner roll up, and you know they they arrest him, and you see one of right. unique boys come out of bodega, and he's seeing everything that's going on. He kind of uh, snickering about it or whatever the case may be. I already knew that was a setup. I already I knew that was a setup, and I like the way it happened though. Yeah, thanks to Kanan's bungling, it, it just made it more believable. It made it perfect. Yep. And so uh, you see Raquel, she's at the bodega. She's trying to, you know, unload her money and her work and stuff. Oh, and I love this greedy, Here come this greedy motherfucker. I love this here for <laughs> The shakedown. <laughs> Mr. Shakedown. I love this shit. Mr. Shakedown. Her words. I was like, yo, I got to quote that. <laughs> she told her, she said, listen, when we negotiate, we shook hands. When we renegotiate, we're going to throw hands. We're going to throw hands. <laughs> I was like, right, right. exactly. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Talk your shit, right? And she's like, you don't want shit. that. You don't want that. <laughs> Talk I'm your waiting shit. for her to ask him any moment now. I'm waiting for her to ask him any moment. I want to be paid more. I'm waiting for her to ask her any moment. Rock yo, kill, why the lady at the front desk look like that? Yo? Why I, don't think, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think it's going to be Marvin. I don't think it's going to be Lulu. I think Rock is going to kill him. No, I think the wife is. I, I think the wife is going to take him out. I, I think their wife might set him up. 
But I think, or you know, he's gonna but, be involved. Yeah, be yeah. Involved. But I okay. think Rock is definitely gonna play a big role in him dying. It's time for him to go. I don't want to see him another episode. It's time for him to go. Yeah, because he, I, I need more. I need more. Like, because he's a what? threat. Are you crazy? He's, he's a threat at this point because he, he, he look like the type. He would go to the police. Just off that conversation alone, yes, he should have died. Yep, she should have. Yeah. And so you see, Kenny down to the uh, police office uh, station. And Detective Howard got him at the desk, you know, try to question him and whatever. And he had enough sense to know that, uh, listen, I ain't telling you nothing to my legal guardian get here, so stop asking me all these questions. He said, bro, you, 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 your mouth leaking. <laughs> he gave a handkerchief <laughs> bloody mouth up. And then he had to turn around and look at Scrappy. And Scrappy gave that little look like, yeah, nigga, I'll do it again, too. <laughs> that shit was funny. I died laughing. When he turned around and looked at Scrappy. And Scrappy looked at him like, yeah, you'll get another one, too. You know? I mean, <laughs> you don't know how these hands fly. Go go do something, Kenny. <laughs> do something. <laughs> <laughs> go do something. You need to be playing Street Fighter or something, little nigga. This ain't for you. So <laughs> we learned Kenny's is. August the 15th, 1975. So today is Kanan's birthday. Yes. So shout out Kanan. Happy birthday, Team Leo. <laughs> <laughs> Leo. Uh, rest in peace. Yeah, rest uh, in peace. Uh, right. <laughs> on your birthday. Wow. Who want to who break this scene down? Because we learned a lot in this scene. We, oh, my gosh. We got so much information in this scene. I can we start. Got so much. I can He's start. Like, um, I, I want to start with, uh, with, um, with the father. Or the person that supposedly <laughs> to be Rondale, Rondale um, Stark, <laughs> Defcon Stark. Stark. So I, I I love the nickname, by the way. So what I like about it is because we had no idea of who his father is because we know Rock's name, last name is Thomas. You know the rest of them are Thomas. So we had no, we couldn't put a name. With his father, we still can't put a face with it yet, but we can't put a name with a father. Secondly, when Detective Howard looked at it, and then he asked the age again, this and the other, it automatically clicked in my head like, okay, yep. these two hooked up at some point. Yeah, when he, uh-huh. yeah, when, he said, when he said when he said I thought you were younger, yeah, no, I thought you were older. I said, oh shit, like it clicked. Like, but even before went, he found oh. out the age, even before he found out the age, we had already got the setup for it because he was like, when Cannon's response to his question was, "I wait for my legal guardian to get here," he was like, "Oh, I can't wait to see Ron." Uh, he said, "I can't wait to see Raquel." You know, me and her go way back. She ain't way back. She, she ain't tell you. You know, and he was like, like, "No, we like, don't we'll talk, talk about we'll, we'll talk about twelve. We'll, yeah. we'll talk about police." So, but that scene right there and the way he looked. Like to me, this kind of just gave it all up. It was just like, all right, it's questionable. Again, it goes not. right over Kane's head because yeah, that it's moment, questionable. Over his face. Of yep. who his father is? Yep, he had uh-huh. to put him Yep, and you know, and when he was start, you know, when Detective Howard start piecing it together, like he showed his hand, but Kane wasn't smart enough to see that his hand was being shown. He just was kind of like. Oh yeah, I thought this, you know, about your age or whatever, whatever, whatever. He was shook on that. Yeah, he was. He, shook he, on he, he was shook mm-hmm. on that. Yeah, he was shook. But that scene was so necessary. I agree. That scene, scene was so necessary. It is a huge part of Power Three, of Power Book Three. Huge part, if not the I hugest. Yeah, if, 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 not if, the not the, if not, if not the biggest. Because we learn so, so much that takes us all the way back to power. 
because we know, you know, we can argue the point that eventually he's going to find out that uh, Detective Howard is his father. I don't mm-hmm. think so. I don't, I don't think, think so either. I think Rock, I think Rocky will block him from that. Yeah. You know, but I I do I'll talk about that a little further more like when we get to our predictions. I but, will too. I yeah. Will. So yeah. We'll, we'll move on past that. Yeah. So uh Symphony shows up and, and we learned that Kenny called Symphony to come pick him up and whatever. What do you think that what do you think his motivation was behind it? Because we even see when uh, uh Symphony put uh Howard in his place that okay, yo, yeah, you ain't gonna handle me like everybody else, you know. So I ain't a nigga, I ain't your brother. You know, and he ain't really done nothing, so what's the charge? Let him go. Um, but you kind of see uh, Scrappy. What what was Scrappy's reaction all about? Because was it that he was upset because nobody came for him? What do you think that was all about? Because you saw that look that uh, Scrappy kind of gave him when, you know, he was leaving with Kanan. What are we picking up here? I think the look was, I think the look was, who the fuck are you? Like, I know his uncles, I know his mama, I don't know you, nigga. So you were saying that he expected somebody that, like, Raquel or Lulu or uh, Marvin show for him. So this this stranger shows up for him, like, yeah, who are you? Right, I agree. I agree with that. Um, I didn't really take too, I I didn't really... Just to be honest, I ain't really... uh, Nah, there was a message there. Looking, I, I really didn't look too much into the way Scrappy was looking, you know, uh, about the situation, you know, or whatever. It could have been like, like I never seen you before, but you picking up the Queen Pen's son, that that's just crazy. You know what I'm saying? But it might just be business. It might just be this is Rock's personal business and this is, you know, the the business business. It could be just two uh, separate. Nah, there was a message. We there. just lost somebody. Nah, everybody here. Nah, everybody here. Oh, okay. The, there was, was there was a message. There was a message with that that look, and even with Detective Howard, you saw it because he he was like, "Well, who are you?" You know, so th- this is a, this is a civilian that's showing up. You know, a, a decent person that's showing up to pick up the Queen Pen's son. Like, yo, there's more to this. I'm quite sure some Easter eggs in there somewhere that we're gonna have to uh, identify. You know, but me personally, I didn't look into that that much. What I did look into a lot was the fact that he called Symphony instead of calling, he could have called his Uncle Marvin, which probably would have been a bad look. He probably would have made it worse. But <laughs> he could have called, uh, you know, a few other people, but he calls the person who's right now the closest to his mom. Right. Which I think they're trying to get, as the, they said, and meet the Fockers, the, the circle of trust. <laughs> they yeah. said, meet the Fockers, the circle of trust. And yeah, they're, to they're see, to can I trust you to not tell my mom about this situation? You know, and I'm going to use that to my benefit because that will help me like you more and make it easier for when you're coming over to the house. We could we could build a report behind that. Also, see that Detective Howard looked out at that bloody uh, handkerchief. And he gonna probably take that handkerchief to that doctor and have that blood sample tested. Tested, yep. Yep. That's a a compatible match for that bone marrow. So we already know what's going, where that's going. And so we see uh, famous is at the studio with them weak ass rhymes. I'm like, oh my god, when is he gonna get rid of him? Please get rid of him. I'm too famous. I'm like, what the hell is this? This shit is terrible. But anyway, <laughs> and you see Lulu, Lulu show up and Jukebox is there. 
and you know they all hanging out, and we find out that Crown ain't, ain't paying his workers. He ain't paying the workers. He ain't got the money. He ain't got no money. He's snorting it all. Yeah. <laughs> right. He's snorting. He's snorting up all that shit. <laughs> we gonna snort this money. He ain't paid the folks in three weeks. So uh, Milo, yeah, he said, is the engineer, like, listen, yo, because uh, they were talking about uh, getting a vocalist on the uh, track. And, mm-hmm. you know, Crown was like, call this person, call that person. And Milo was telling them, like, yo, ain't nobody coming because you ain't paid them. Right. And so, you know, Lulu took this as an opportunity, you know, like, yo, how much you need? You know, and he paid up all the debts. And so with that, he, like he told Jukebox, when he told Jukebox to get in there and get on the track, she was like, no, nah, Uncle Lou, you ain't got to do that. He was like, look, I just paid for your studio time. What she asked him for in the last episode, she asked him for a favor, and he did it. So yep, he did. He came he, through. He came through. So so I, I think what we're getting, what, what they're setting the tone for, this is about to be Lulu's studio. Like, Lulu about to take control of the studio. I think that's what's ultimately going to end up happening. I got a prediction behind this, but I'm awake. I think Lulu's going to end up taking control of the studio or whatever, but he put Jukebox in the booth. She do a thing or whatever the case may be. And, you know, Crown doesn't seem like he's too um, enthused. But then here comes the sister. She's like, but maybe you need to let uh, Crown do what he's good at doing. Nah, I need you to mind your fucking business because you put your brother on. Let me put my niece on. Right, I didn't understand. Like, I was like, you need to go. That was a little low key hating. That was a little bit low key hating. Because here, the part that I hate about it was you gassed, and maybe it wasn't necessarily gassed, but you was encouraging Lulu. You was encouraging Lulu to do, you know, to to do the shit. Right. And now he's kind of like, all right, bossing up. Yeah, you know, and now you want to step in and say, let Crown Camacho, you know, do this shit. I don't like him either. I think he probably should have died his last episode, but whatever. <laughs> but now you kind of like, well, let him do and this, that, and the other, or whatever. What I do like about this part is it it gives more insight on jukebox. Yep. I yeah, we found out how she got her nickname and everything. I love it. I love yeah, we it. found out how she got her nickname. Yep, she used to get a quarter from everybody in the neighborhood to sing their song. And yep, we learned how she got her name. Yep. Since she was five years old, she was, he was like, since she was five years old, she was making money off of her voice. Yep. So you ain't got nothing to you ain't got nothing to worry about. Put her in. It is. It was like time is money. It's like no, nigga, money is money. Money is money. I think ultimately this is going to uh, drive a bigger wedge between him and Marvin. Once he finds out about this, uh, he's going to drive a bigger. That's going to drive a bigger wedge between his disdain or his disliking for jukeboxes singing. But I, I, just, I don't understand why he has such an issue with it. I just I don't understand. Maybe we'll learn more about that in the next five. I episodes. do because she ain't selling dope. I I guess so. Because <laughs> he's selling dope, like he's supposed to be out here hitting licks. She want him in so. the family business. We just lost Marvin. So. Yeah, we lost Marvin. But um, so we learned, we learned that um, well, like I said, I feel like, and I don't know if we necessarily learned it in this scene, but I do feel like uh, Lulu is going to take a, a more of a role at the studio and what's happening here at the studio. Yeah, I think that was the symbolism in the last scene that we saw. I mean, we can get to that, but with Lulu um, at the end of this episode, I feel like that was what that symbolism was because they were in the studio getting it in. And I feel like that's what that, that, that you know, that symbolism, like he's, like you said, he's taking over like it's his or he feels a sense of ownership. Like, you know what I'm saying? I agree. 
I think once the money got involved or whatever, and that was they it. accepted yep. the money, then that was it. It was no different from when Rock offered the money up for the store for the bodega. You know, once the money's getting, once the money getting involved, it's like because she even told him that. She told him that she was like, "This is my business now." Remember she yeah, told that like, last episode. Like, yeah, like I'm like I keep right. the lights and, on in here, so this and this the is fact me. that. Right, and the fact that Camacho took it without any conversation to Lulu, like he didn't mm-hmm. say, "When do I need to pay you back?" He didn't say, "What what's this gonna cost me?" Nothing. As soon as Lulu started talking about money, and the engineer was like, "Like nah," and um, you know, Camacho was like, "Um, well, no, he, yeah, yeah, he's part of, yeah, he's part of the business, yeah, yeah, yeah." I was like, so basically, you you accepted that money from Lulu without any conversation. So that tell me, like, I feel like you already know what's up. So I'm supposed to money and drugs. And drugs. Uh, and, yeah, and it's drugs. not just money. Yeah. I, give you, I give you the it's drugs over. and the money. Yeah. yeah, it's over. Yeah, It's over. So this this my shit now. And it's yeah. just like, uh, uh, what's the name total? Like, that's what I pay you for. I pay you for you to take this risk. Mm-hmm. So at this point, this this about to be my spot. It kind of goes back to what I was saying in earlier podcasts about Marvin's intentions with the club. It's like I, I feel like you know each one of them have their kind of own thing that they kind of want to incorporate the business in. I could very easily see uh, Lulu incorporating the studio into his part of the business. I can see Marvin incorporating the club into his part of the business, and then of course uh, Rock has the bodega and the uh, apartments now. So it's kind of like uh, what we've seen in other. Uh, a series of powers, you know, where they always they all have something else to wash the money through. You know, what mm-hmm. we haven't seen that in this in this show is how they how they're washing the money. They, they're right. not washing money anyway. You know, right? It's all dirty money. So I can mm-hmm. see, I, that's why I feel like Lulu is going to uh, take a big part into managing this studio going forward. At that in according to IMDb, uh, Camacho is not going to be in uh, many more episodes. So we know that. I already gonna, know that. Him <laughs> you know that he's him, not going to be more famous we <laughs> Right. So you see uh, Symphony and Kanan on their way home and, you know, they're getting close to his house and he's like, yo, drop me up here. And um, that was a smart move because, you know, if his mom would have been home and seen that Sympathy dropped him off, that would have been a whole bunch of questions he didn't want to have to answer. And putting Sympathy in a position to tell his mom what had happened. So I think that's why he wanted to get out down the street or whatever. But, you know, they kind of came to an agreement like, yo, I'm not going to necessarily offer anything up to your mom, but she asked me about it. You know, I'm coming clean. And, you know, he could respect that. You know, I I can respect that. Right. So... Um, ain't really too much to talk about that. We did learn in that scene that uh, he was a foster child. So, you know, he mm-hmm. kind of grew up uh, as a loner. So it kind of mm-hmm. speaks to his character a little bit. So, you know, it's sitting in the tone that, you know, he's adopting them as part of his family, so to speak. That's his family unit. He's looking at them as part of his family, so right. to speak. Um, so you see Scrappy finally just got out. It's nighttime. Poor Scrappy. He walking home. And <laughs> Rock coming down the street. She pulled up on him. He was like, oh, shit. She put a uh, Range Rover up on the, tro- uh, on the curb. He already knew. She's like, yo, Scrappy, get in the car. We need to talk. And I already knew right then what was up. She was getting ready to set a move, you know. Yeah, I was about to say that was a that was a chess move right there. That was a chess move, right? Yeah. Right. Well, when well when like he immediately was like, 
yo, Rock, like, I know, you know, but he rolled up on me. He was embarrassing me. Like, he was telling on himself. Yeah, he was like, and you, and you sort of look on her face like, I ain't got nothing to do with that. Like, get in the car. Like, like I knew yeah, that. Yeah, because I was already face. looking for you she anyway. She even tripping off of that. Yeah. Right, I was already looking for you anyway. I'm trying to make a move right now, so we need to talk about this business. Yeah, because cause he was like, well, I got to represent, you know, I oh, let him pump me while everybody was outside. And she just gave him a look like, yeah, we got other issues that we got to take. It's something way bigger than that. That was just ass whooping. That's fine. Yep. No harm, no foul. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So we see uh jukebox over to Nicole house, and they're making out. They're listening to the song that uh she just Another made. Another major, major, major scene. This is what I've been looking for right here. Universe. This is what I've been looking for right here. This is what I've been looking for. This is. This is the making. I think this is the creation. Yep. Yep. Of the jukebox that we met in uh-huh. Power season three. Yep. This is her. This is uh, this is what created her. This is what made her so cold hearted. And I'm almost going ahead and tell you this. I, I, I'm going to take it a little bit further. You remember back in Power when they had pulled the uh, jewelry store uh, heist. Right, mm-hmm. and um, she had pulled up, and she had reported the crime. She saw she saw uh, four white suspects leaving. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that this is going to uh, uh, this is going to develop a disliking towards white people, uh, towards uh, civilian type people, because even with the whole drug store heist, when she killed the little guy at the uh, uh, store, I think all this is what introduce us to jukebox character so what happens is the mama busts in the room um you know to invite them to come on down to dinner or whatever she sees them making out and she goes the fuck off on jukebox and i was pissed i was pissed at the comments and stuff that she was making because you automatically assume that jukebox is the one that's trying to rape your daughter and push up on your daughter because she was on top of her get it got it but the girl even came clean in the room when y'all was when you was going off on her and calling her a repellent and all this bullshit. She said, I kissed her. Like the little girl wasn't even trying to let jukebox go down for it. You know, she was she, she stood tall for her. I, I'll have to give her that. She stood tall for her, but that that was just a heartbreaking scene for her because I don't think that jukebox is ever gonna see this little girl again. That's that's it's a wrap. We ain't gonna see Nicole no more. That's I, that's a wrap. I think that personally just dealing with like there's a human being dealing with heartbreaks and like after your first love like when, like when love is slayed and she lost her it, virginity to this girl it, yeah when, when love when love is slayed and you put so much trust into a person and it's not any it's not any wrong doing with the person that she was with it was the circumstances because they teenagers or whatever you was in your parents house or this or another that shit is hard to recover from yeah, that 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 is like one of the hardest things to to recover from, and I don't and think not only that, but necessarily just, want to recover. Just reflecting back on the things that that woman said to her and, and how aggressive she was, and you could just see all the hurt and the tears and the pain in her because she was already uh, battling with this uh, in earlier episodes, and the little girl kind of uh, you know got her comfortable with you know. Uh, and she was sharing, she was. and she was sharing one of her happiest moments of her life with her at the time because she was mm-hmm. on that track. Yep. Yeah, and for it to happen, and like the girl that, was it so, to blow up. 
the girl was such a good influence in her life, so to speak, because she supported her in her singing. Because th- yeah. this is the only person that is supporting her at this point. Like because yeah. her family, they don't want to stand up to Marvin and and um, support her love for music. This girl was the only one that was encouraging her and supporting her with wanting to pursue, you know, her singing. Right, because the 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 Laura was right for herself. Because remember, she told last week to stop stealing. Right, because the allure of her being into the music industry and her getting that opportunity to and it presented herself. Of course, she wouldn't want to share it with the person that was encouraging her the most, you know. But then, when her parents found out, when the co-parents found out, it brought sorrow, shame, shame, um. It, it it brought uh, a distrust, like it, it brought so much, it brought so much things against her or whatever that I don't think that she's going to able to recover from. from. Yeah, she don't have the support. She don't have the support systems to recover from it. She can't talk no. to Marvin about it. And she can't talk to Kanan about it right now because her and Kanan are her and Kanan beefing. Yeah, yep. right. So she's she don't have the support system to even try to bounce back from that. Even yep. even beforehand. She had a support system with she had somewhat a support system with Rock. But I don't know if Rock actually think that you know that she's into women. And she got a support plus, system from Lulu. That Rock got so much going on with her right now that she 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 really she's not going to be really able to, uh, to deal with this right now. She's dealing with so much with Kane right now and everything right. else with the business that you know she's not that nurturing auntie that she would normally be. I think her emotion is going to be so lost in the wind that it's going to create the jukebox that we absolutely actually, agree. yeah, absolutely agree. This it's going, going to be so lost it, in the wind because it's it so much going on. It was definitely a turning point. It was definitely a turning point. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. It, it's just so much going on with that, and to to try to add insult to injury, if if she does see this little girl again. I feel like that little girl is going to probably try to come out there because remember she she said in other earlier episodes, I want to see where you live. You know, I want to come to Jamaica, Queens. I think that little girl's going to try to come out die. there and something going to happen to her. Yep. She come out there, she's going to die. Yep. And that's going to even make it even worse. Yeah, she come that's out there, going to even worse. Either way, we see that this is what created the, the jukebox that we know. Yeah, I think this was a turning point for jukebox. Yep. Yeah, yep. Most, most, most definitely. I'm sorry. I, 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 I felt like I took over that whole little portion. No, no. But no I, I had a lot to say with that because I just felt as though that that was just like because no. Jukebox is my favorite character development or my my favorite character as far as how no, 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 you hit to, all the points that I wanted. Yeah. With so, that. but I, I think yeah, I, I think this is like one of the biggest turning points as far as character analysis. Speaking of turning points, uh, we see that uh, Rock comes to a crossroads in her next scene because she's made up her mind to go ahead and show him how to cook this crack. Oh, man. You can see it all over her face and her mannerisms and her expressions that I really don't want to do this shit, but I have no choice. She didn't. Because if she didn't do it, he's going to try to go out here and and find another way to learn from somebody else. It is going to make it worse. He's Mm -hmm. going to create more problems. We already know that he know how to make shit worse. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to do something that y'all probably going to be so shocked and surprised to hear me say, but it kind of gives me 
some insight on Tasha's character. I, I knew it. I knew it. Shut I up. Shut it. up. Shut <laughs> up. Shut up. I don't even want to hear nothing from you. Shut up. I knew it. I knew it. I, I, I still don't it. like her. I, she's still a slut bucket. But, oh, my God. But, I knew but, it. But yes. I do understand <laughs> now why she ended up having to do some of the things she did with Tariq because listen if you're going to learn how to be in this life let me treat you let me teach you the right way before you go out here and fuck some shit up and get all of us fucked up or get yourself killed so I I I understand why she's doing what she's doing can I say that I said that and you was like you can I just say I said that I just want to say I said that but but Raquel, Raquel, (laughs) Raquel didn't have no other support in dealing with this teenage boy, she ain't have no uh, no male figure around. She she's a single parent. She got two male figures. Tasha Tasha had a whole husband that was trying to get all of. She them got out two of male life. figures. Husband is one thing, and none but of she got are, two male none figures. None of them are a good influence. On Lulu and Marv. She had two no, male figures. No, 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 no. Hell, no. yeah, none of them are good. Wait a minute, hold on. None, none of them, them were exactly. But none of them were good influence with um with Tasha. You had Tommy, high and Ghost. And Ghost, who but Ghost I understand, was trying to protect his I, family and get his family out of this life, I not further that. indulge them in it. But what I'm saying is, I understand that part. But by the time Tariq started acting out, Ghost was off with Angela, and he just lost his little sister. Listen, it doesn't negate the fact that Tasha <laughs> pulled her panties. Down oh, to the oh side. God, we not talking about how they for anybody oh, to offer her. We not talking hand. about how she pulled the panties out of together. We only talking about how she decided to handle Tyreek. I'm saying is, I'm saying equivalent to that how is why Rock, I didn't like her character. It's it wasn't because to how of her Rock. parenting skills. It wasn't because of her parenting skills with Tariq is why I didn't like her character. I didn't like her character for other reasons coupled with that, with the fact that she didn't support her husband, she stole money from her husband, she fucked yeah. every man that offered her a glass of water. Those were the Damn, reasons why I didn't like only, those she, she only had sex like with Tasha. two other men. Two other men? You say that like that's okay. I'm not saying it's like other... okay, but she only had sex with two women other did... Ghost was you act like Ghost was an angel or something. Listen, that's another day, another show. Because Ghost was about to get rid of that old girl if he listen, didn't get killed. Listen, that's right. another day, another show. Let's move on. And she fucked more. <laughs> she fucked more than she fucked more than two guys because she fucked Sean. She fucked yes, um one. Terry Silver. Yes, and two. She fucked Quincy. So no. Nah, Quincy was at the end. That was that. That was. It a, don't that matter. Was I forgot about Quincy. No, it, it does, don't matter. Her and Ghost were damn near divorced. They weren't even living together anymore. Another day. Nah, uh-uh. We're going to have to have a whole other character. Yeah, I'm not giving you Quincy. That one I'm not giving you. Yeah, I can't give you Quincy either. But we're going to have to have a whole other character. Because y'all know how I feel about her character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We know, we know. But I was trying to make a point here. And the point was I was trying to make is she felt pressured at that point to go go further with Kanan than she wanted to. And he even says in his yeah, he even says in his narration when it was uh cutting up the crack was that, you know, people have choices and this was the choice that I made. So he 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 made that choice. You know, she didn't make it right. And I'm glad and the other part I liked about his narration was he was like, you know, people always say, oh, he came from that. He had no choice. How did you expect him to end up any other way? Right. And he was like, nah, I, I chose this. Because again, his mother went, 
was trying to do everything in her power to keep him out of it, you know. Um, I mean, short of sending him away, you know, he didn't. She didn't send him to grandma's house, but other than that, she tried to keep him out of it. So yeah, I thought that was an interesting uh, narration too. So we see uh, Scrappy ends up over at uh, Nick's uh, place, and uh, we already knew when we seen him come up in there what the move was. Mm-hmm. So right. I mean, we don't really right. have to talk about that too much. We already knew that Rock sent him over there to be a mole. So and can't put my thumb on is whether or not uh Neek is uh, believing this sincerely. Buying it. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he's buying it. I think Scrappy go kill him. No, I think uh, he's going to kill Scrappy. I think Scrappy, I think they go kill each other personally because... Either way, I think this well, is the end of Scrappy. I think this it, is... It, either, either way, because Neek is not making it all the way to, to episode 10. So, something's going to happen. Well, we'll see. Yeah, so, so but we see happen. when he looked up at that uh, that uh, that uh, dry erase board where you know they had everything mapped out. We already see that you know he was processing and to feed that information back to him. So it, it's going to be very interesting to see what ends up happening because I, I don't think for a moment that he he bought that. But 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 this also proves what Jukebox was saying because Jukebox was like Scrappy is one of the most loyal. You know, soldiers that's in the camp, right? You know, and for him to put his life on the line to go do this for Rock, you know, or do this for the family, you know, that shows a lot about his character. Yeah, that shows that shows a lot about his character because he's putting his life definitely in danger because they sniff anything that's don't seem right. He's done. Yep. Yeah, I'm saying they probably torture him and then you know what I'm saying. Like he's done. So we see um um Lulu and um old girl at the studio, they getting it in or whatever. And I really don't even want to spend too much time talking about it because I feel like she a thought too. Oh um, boy, wow. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. How the hell is she a thought? Uh, she just is. <laughs> um, no comment. I really don't Me know what, <laughs> I, I really don't know what they gave us that scene for. Other than um, to just uh, further prove my theory that Lulu is going to take control of this studio, that's about to become his spot. This is new that's letter. what I walked away from. I, I walked away because that like doing something like that is like almost like a like a sense of ownership or exactly, exactly. Either, like you know like 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 I like I own this. I run this. You know like you you straight up got your girl laid out on the soundboard. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, that's why I think you said exactly what that was. It was kind of like. All right, now I'm the man running this piece. I think like what she said in the last episode or whatever made him step up as far as the financial backing, not necessarily behind the ones and twos and and moving the buttons, but I think that's his first step, you know, behind what she was saying, you know, when he was like, well, I can't wait on you or, you know, or this and the other. He's like, well, now I'm providing the money. You ain't got to wait on me. I'm calling right. the shots now. Right. I'm putting the to, money. Uh, it's kind of going back to what uh, Rock told uh, Kane too. 
She was like, listen, I'm going to teach you how to do this shit because at the end of the day, if something happens to me, I need you to be able to uh, take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. And you seen her when she was taking that trash out. Detective Howe would come up. You know, they had that conversation, which was inevitable. We knew that was going to happen. Mm-hmm. That, um, you know, he confronts her about what he found out about uh, Kanan being his son or whatever. She didn't deny it, but at the same time, she Possibly. pretty much told him, stay away from my son. Right. She Possibly. was like, stay away from my damn son. Yep. And Possibly. we know that uh, if Kanan does find out about it, he doesn't respect it, he doesn't believe it, because all throughout power, he goes by Kanan Stark. So, you know, he never changed his name, he never uh, stopped being Kanan Stark. So, part of me seems to think that he's not going to find out about it, or if he does find out about it, he's never going to accept being uh, his dad being a cop. He's never going to accept that. Especially given how he went out killing cops. I don't think that he's ever going to find this out. That's just my opinion. Uh, he probably not going to accept it. I think he might possibly find it out or whatever. He probably not going to leak it out. I to think the point that where... uh, what's his name going to try to use that as uh, leverage against her to get that bone marrow. But we're going to have to see how that unfolds. I I, I got to think a little bit more about that, how that's going to unfold because I absolutely think that he's going to try to use this as a grab to uh, get Canaan uh, to uh, get this bone marrow. So we're just going to have to see how Rock's going to play this. I don't even think that's going to be that. Like, if that's his son, I don't think he want to jump. I don't think he want to go that far into that. But I think he just wants to let her know, like, hey, this is my kid. I, I think Him looking down leverage. at that bloody napkin absolutely tells me that he is going to. I was going to say, I think this is about him getting that bone marrow. I agree. Because totally Wiles bring it up into the storyline. Why? Like he could have that that whole scene could have played out the exact same way without us without the whole bone marrow. Without him having the leukemia. Yeah, yeah. that whole scene could have played out the exact same way where he asked Kanan his age and yep. you know put two and two together. The fact that they're bringing in this, I need a family member or I'm going to die. I think, and so I think that Rock is going to be faced with a decision now whether she tells him. Whether you know he she tricks him into doing it or whatever, that's what I'm but more I so leaning towards. I don't think she's gonna tell him that that's your father and this is why you got to do it. I think it's more so gonna be for the good of the family. Like, listen, you know, th- this will get him in control. This will get him up off our back. You know, if 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 he gives him the bone marrow, it's not going to be because it's my dad. I'm doing it for that reason. It's going to be because Raquel has orchestrated him to do this on behalf of the family. I don't yeah, think that he I ever gets like to the that. point um, that he's going to find out that this is daddy. I ain't and with that, like that wraps up this week's episode. So what you got for me, DJ? You got any questions? Um, actually, I do. I do, I do, I do. Uh, first, I'm going to read something off um, Wilford Johnson. He Shout out to Wilford. Says, Appreciate you listening to the show, yo. He goes on and he says, he said, this is my new favorite review of Power. Thank you, family. Most people give (laughs) a very shallow analysis of the show, which kind of defeats the purpose. Lulu will be the wild card of this show. His archetype, the very calculated individual, except for ghosts, always make the right decisions for them. Not necessarily the family or friends, but themselves. It may manifest with the divide of the business versus the music, but we'll have to see. Most people will argue that Raquel is the archetype of the of I'm sorry, 
archetype, but she made several decisions of emotions over logic. In terms of what is best for the business and the family, what does the TSF family think? Looking forward to the episode five review, Peace Family. Well, I'm going to have to play devil's advocate for just a second because I don't necessarily think that Lulu's going to be necessarily the wild card. We definitely feel more so that Marvin is more the wild card. But I do agree that uh, Lulu does think things through a little bit more than methodically because we saw that with the whole D-Wiz thing. We saw that he was uh, uh, challenged with the decision that he had to make of killing this boy. Mm. But, you know, the way he went about doing it. You know, he went about doing it by giving him the best night of his life. You know, this is your last night on earth, so you know we're gonna I'm gonna take care of you. Even though I at the end of this night, I know I gotta kill you, you know, it was for the betterment of the family. Uh, and even what jukebox, you know, kind of going against his brother's wishes that he even told jukebox in the last episode that you know this is the reason why I haven't helped you thus far, because I know that my brother doesn't uh, you know, uh like this. But you know, at the end of the day, to see that his niece is happy and giving her some a piece of happiness or something that she wants, he went ahead and supported, you know, her being a part of the studio and getting on the track. So, I mean, I agree. And Raquel, for me, Raquel is, she she does make uh, decisions that she feels is best for the family, but I think she goes about it a little bit the wrong way because she always thinks that money is going to solve the problem. Um, but I think she's forced to have to do that because of Kanan's irrational behavior and his reaction that's definitely off of feelings. Because everything he does that we've seen him do so far, he's reacted because of what he thought was going on. And he had a, a, a totally wrong perception of what was going on and created problems for the family, thus created problems for Raquel that she wasn't really equipped to deal with. So I think that if those uh, things hadn't have happened, that you know Raquel would have been moving a little bit differently than she's moving right now. But because she's having, she's in damage control right now, cleaning up messes that Marvin are creating, cleaning up messes that Kane is creating. She has no choice but to kind of react to these things a little bit hastily than she normally would. I really be. Um, I I can see what he's I can see the point he's making because Lulu is the character we haven't figured out. Yep. Like for example, we know we know Kanan. Like we know how his story ends. We know who he is. Jubox, we know who she is. We know how her story ends. I mean, we don't know how she quite gets there, but we know who she is. Um, Marvin, we know he's the fuck up, right? We know that Marvin is. If, if there's any way to to fuck it up, he's going to be the one to do it. And Rock is, you know, she she's the the queen pen. She's the head of the family, and like you said, she thinks money is the answer to everything. So I feel like Lulu is the one that we still haven't quite figured out. Like in any given situation, we don't necessarily know how Lulu's going to handle it. We know what Marvin's going to do. We know what Rock, what Rock's going to do. We even know what Kane is going to do. Yep. You know what I'm saying? But we don't necessarily know what what Lulu's going to do, and we don't really know as much about Lulu. We're learning, like we've learned more about Marvin. Um, then we really, other than the whole, you know, Lulu and his, his you know, the, his love for music, we don't really know anything about Lulu. And for that matter, the same can be said about Jukebox. You know, we're starting to get bits and pieces of her, but, you know, ultimately we still have a lot more to learn about her because how, how, how do we 
meet this version of jukebox in power where she decides to become a girl. I, I got I got another fan that's gonna ask just gonna ask about that. Well, come on. As far as, as um, I, I, as, come far, on. as far as far as the Lulu situation, um, with him being the wild card, I hundred percent agree with him being a wild card because the wild card, um, like I don't I don't think I don't think Marvin is a wild card. I think he's a wild person. I don't think he's a wild card. Right, right. I think I think with Lulu is just so many different avenues you could travel down with Lulu as far as the music things going. Um, it's not the fact that I don't think the fact that he's a yes person for he's more methodic. Yeah, and I think that like he's he's a logical thinker. Yeah, you know, like this is this is what makes this this is what makes more sense. I don't think as the um, as the listener said, you know, the division between the music and the business that they're in. That put me in a mindset of ghosts with trust and the business that they're actually in. Right. I don't think that there's going to be that much of a division. I think he's going to be able to collide both of them and make it work out into his favorite as long as he possibly can. I'm not sure how long it's going to be able to last, but as long as he possibly can. I think his passion is for both of them, but what makes more sense to him right now is the drug game. Right. Right. You know, and if he can get into the music industry or, or whatever, I don't think he's going to take his eye off of this in order to take care of that. I think he's going to be able to take care of both of them, especially by this being in the nineties and the music industry back then from nineties and Lord years or whatever was drugs and, and music. This is the way that it, they, they went hand in hand. Um, as far as uh, as far as rock go, I think rock is a logical thinker. I think rock rock is never going to be a war person unless he absolutely have to. She's never going to be a war person. Her goal is going to always be to outthink the person that she's dealing with. Mm-hmm. And the more that she could do with that, the more successful that she would be. She's not, she's not, I don't think she's built for war. Even with Marvin on her side, I don't think that she's built for war at all. She she can't do it. So I just think that like maybe when High Post was alive, that maybe it was something different. But I just think that as of right now, no. Uh, um, I can understand that. The next question was um, this was from Daniel. How do you think Jukebox turned into the person that she is or the person that we saw on Power? Well, I think we answered a lot of that and um, that scene with her and Nicole. Mm -hmm. I think that uh, that is the makings of uh, this cold-hearted, I don't love anyone. Because we saw it when she was walking down the street home that night when she saw all the heterosexual couples uh, mm-hmm. you know, uh, walking and, and being together and being in love, her coming to that realization that she could never publicly show that type of affection with anyone that she's with. Uh, I think that it created a lot of hurt and turmoil in her that is going to go uh, into uh, just pure hatred. Um, you know, and going back to what we were saying earlier, she doesn't have a support system. You know, that was her support system and she just lost her in that moment is mm-hmm. my opinion. Yeah, I'm going to say the same thing. I think we got a really, really big um, glimpse into that in this episode. I think that's like the first step 
I mean, I think other things happen that, but I think that's the first step that sort of went in that direction. I mean, we saw that her becoming a cop was never really about her becoming a cop. It was about her having access and being able to being able to, to pull her, lips with uh, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. It was never about about the people. So. Yeah, it, <laughs> it was, was never for the people, right? It was it was a con. It was a con. Yeah, yeah. So we definitely, um, and again, we saw that in when they were at the park, and she was like, "I'm not doing, I don't, I'm not doing nothing dealing with drugs because I don't want to have nothing to do with what Marvin, what Marvin has anything to do with." But she's still doing illegal activity. She just ain't drug doing drugs. Right, because you know she was doing the boosting and everything, and you right. know, the, uh, even in power, we saw that she, you know, she was setting up schemes and pulling licks, yeah. you know, and it didn't have anything to do with drugs, you know, and she was right. only stealing the lean for her girlfriend, you know, because she wasn't even drinking any other lean. Shout out know? to Daniel Harris because yeah. even when he asked me that question, you know, I said I think it got something to do with the last, um, the last part where we saw Jukebox, you know, running away from the cold and the family and everything. You know, and I think they kind of like changed the way I was like, you know, her heart hurts. Yeah. You know, and her heart your heart, hurting. yeah, when your yeah, heart starts hurting, yep. your heart start hurting. Yeah. You know, you go through all these other type of you know things, and he was like, you know, what he said was, well, I think that Nicole is going to run away to try to see Jewbox, and then something's going to happen to Nicole while she's trying to see Jewbox, and then that's really going to flip the switch. Yep. So you shout know, out to uh, Winifred and Daniel. Great questions, yo. Keep them great, coming. wonderful questions, man. And I hope I hope everybody's listening. Drop those DMs. Drop those questions up under the comments. We're going to be posting something every other day. I'm gonna try to get something out every day. Drop all that so we can get to your questions and we can give you our honest opinions. Yeah. All right. So with that being said, I guess we'll go ahead and wrap up this week's uh, show. So as always. You guys can reach us uh, uh, through our TSF Entertainment uh, podcast uh, DM through Instagram, or you can email us at info at uh, tsfentertainment.com. Um, you can find me on social media, Instagram, RetroCG. Um, you can find me um, on YouTube at ReallyBTV, and you can find me on Instagram and Twitter at ReallyBTV underscore on YouTube. Man, you can find me in the streets with Raquel Thomas. I'm out here getting in there. You hear me? <laughs> <laughs> you hear me? I'm in these streets. No, real talk, man. This is Jack from Georgia's man. You can reach me at djackson300.dj at gmail.com. You can find me there. I am going to get my Instagram back up and running real, real soon. I promise. Oh, uh, shit. TSF, TSF Entertainment. Um, we on, We on IG. You post anything there. I promise you I answer it, whether it's a bullshit, whether it's a real shit or whatever, you will get an answer from me. I guarantee you. All right. So we, we'll see y'all next week. We don't get no break. So uh, we'll see y'all next week for episode six. All right. All right. Holla. My red cup empty. I'm out of here. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> you are now listening to TSF Entertainment Podcast.